What's up, guys? Welcome to the No Tomatoes podcast. This is my co-host, Titus. Hello. My dog is running around. That's okay. Uh, so the first thing I want to address before we start the episode, we've got a special guest with us today, Mac. Uh, she's pretty cool. She's going to talk about SeaWorld and stuff. The other thing I want to talk about is uh, kind of our goal for this podcast. Like, why are you guys even doing a podcast? Um, first of all, we love talking with each other. Um, so that's one reason. But another reason was because we want to give people a platform to talk about what they're passionate about um, and just allow them to speak about their lives and, and give you guys uplifting material so you can we can answer you guys' questions if you're also upcoming musicians. Um, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say and uh, do our best to help you guys out. We answer our DMs, we answer our email. Um, we really just want to make a difference in your guys' careers. Without further ado, the main section of the podcast. <laughs> Craft. <laughs> That's some pretty complicated stuff to play. You don't have respective hands. Do I do? <laughs> Absolute trash. Having a good time. Right, just uh, it's so, so fun. <laughs> the song sucks. Yep, that's true. What's up, guys? This is Elijah from No Tomatoes. With me is my brother Titus and our guest Maddie Mandich, Hello. or otherwise known as Mac. She is a pet store employee, animal enthusiast, theater student at SVSU, an Instagram model, I believe. <laughs> Indie band enthusiast, I might say, an LGBTQ rights activist, animal rights activist, and an advocate for local businesses and local artists. Yeah. So um, our goal today is really just to give Mac a platform to talk about herself, talk about her goals, um, and uh, what she wants to see happen in the world today. Do we so. just generalize that as professional hipster? Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> Hello, yeah. everyone. I'm a so, professional. So that and um, and also highlight the fact that she works at generic pet store. So that's also that's pretty cool. So I know you through my fiance um, and I stalked you on social media to prepare prepare. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I guess there's a couple of questions I want to ask before we actually get started with the interview. All right, so I guess uh, one kind of question that I never really asked is, uh, where, where were you born, first of all? Have you lived in Michigan all your life, and uh, what is your family like? Um, I was born in Saginaw, but I've lived in a thumb my whole life, uh, out in a little small town called Gagetown. Uh, the biggest attraction around where I lived was a barn with eight sides. People from different states come to see it. Uh, it's supposed to be like a historical thing, but I don't know. They block the road every year and I can't get to school. So that was always annoying. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I lived in Michigan my whole life. Um, what was the other question? Uh, and what's your family like? Uh, they're endearing. <laughs> <laughs> they can be overbearing sometimes, but I love them. Cool. Cool. All right, so I guess we can get into the main interview questions, and uh, I, I don't know. Those were also interview questions, so I don't know why I separately <laughs> categorized them. It's a little but, intro. But, you know, stuff happens. Um, I guess another question that's also kind of in that same category is why did people start calling you Mac? 
Uh, so my middle name's Mackenzie. Uh, my sister always called me Mackers, and that kind of stuck. So I started introducing myself as Mac because I kind of like it. There's usually a lot of Madisons or Maddies when I go places, so it's just easier to be called Mac. Then it's not like, oh, you're Maddie M. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It gets problematic with super common names. Yeah. Um, so how many animals do you have? Uh, what are their names? And we will be showing pictures and video to the video listeners. Um, if you're not listening or, or I mean, watching, <laughs> if you're not watching the podcast and you're on Spotify, it might be beneficial for you to come over to the video part if you want to see cute animals. Um, so show us a couple, um, video uh videos and pictures and tell us their names and describe your so i have my dog avery he's eight years old he's a maltese poodle mix um and then i also basically am a mother to my sister's dog moxie she's a miniature australian shepherd she's very eccentric definitely has a personality (laughs) um and then i have five frogs i have frog toad sticky Debbie and Penny. Uh, and then I've got a bunch of fish. They don't really have names because I have too many and it's too difficult to name a bunch of fish, especially because most of them are like schooling fish. So, I mean, how do I name individually each schooling fish? Is Good Toad name. also a frog? Yeah, Toad is. So Toad is a toad, but technically uh, toads are under the frog right. category. So he is a toad. Yeah, he is He's a toad. He's not a toad that's named... Frog is named Toad. Right. He is a Toad. He's He's actually a Toad. (laughs) Got it. Also technically a frog. (laughs) Um, Guys, we have a live studio audience. (laughs) Yeah. There's like at least three people, possibly more, watching this. Oh, uh, I've got two tanks full of fish. One is in my frog tank where I have a female betta and a school of white cloud minnows. Um, and then I have a 40 gallon tank that has a betta sorority and it has a school of neons. It has a bunch of guppies and a bunch of red cherry shrimp, plecos, quarry cats, tons of different little guys, a bunch of snails too. I love snails. Like I like favorite. snails. I wanted to have a giant snail at one point. Oh, like an African land like, snail? Yeah. They're illegal though. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That makes it cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. The secret ingredient is really crime. It really is. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. So that kind of leads us into the next question is uh, when Ty was talking about whether it's a toad or not. How many animal facts can you list off right now off the top of your head? Uh, bettas have a labyrinth organ, so it's basically like a lung. So they actually breathe air from the surface of the water. Same thing with a lot of snails, uh, so like mystery snails. Also, mystery snails are not technically called mystery snails. They're a mixture of apple and inca snails. Um, uh, Dogs have something called a quick, so you want to be careful not to cut their nail too short because you can uh, cut open their quick. Um, Lizards sometimes lick their eyes to clean them uh, and to wet them down. Um, (laughs) uh, schooling fish need to be kept in at least groups of five or six, but preferably 10 to 12 or more because they feel safe in numbers and they can get stressed out and kill each other. I can go on for days. So stop me when you need me to. (laughs) Let's let's do at least like three more. Okay. 
Um, oh, I know a lot of fish facts, so that's probably going to be where my. Do you know any like uh, like seal facts? Seal? Yeah. They can kill people if they want to. Oh. They, do they tend to do that? <laughs> do they tend to do that? I wouldn't say they tend to do that, but they can if they want to. Um, I'm sure in the circus they've probably killed tons of people. I don't know that for a fact. Don't <laughs> Maybe fact check me on that one. <laughs> uh, it's better not to. We just need some um, graphic artists to paint us or draw us some seal killing or seal killer seals. Yeah, we'll get someone People on that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's go with one more and then we'll move on to another question. Okay. Um, oh, bearded dragons will eat smaller bearded dragons. So you want to keep them by themselves or with one other bearded dragon mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. same size of the opposite sex. They, they will murder each other. Mm-hmm. Little, little bearded dragons are little snacks. <laughs> so don't put a bearded dragon in with my ball python oh no i mean which one would win <laughs> i mean tomber probably would leave the bearded dragon alone but i think that the bearded dragon might try to eat her if it was big enough mm. do we need to get tomber out and just like put her on a microphone or something <laughs> you're just gonna hear <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm just kidding i'll She's show a picture mad smack everyone on the snake. video gets to see a picture or a video of my snake now you will see a picture of me holding her yeah also, my dog. <gasps> Mooka. Yeah. Love her. Yeah, she's a, she's special. She she's has, a rascal. Yeah, she's a mix of pit, lab, and like some sort of hound. <laughs> so she's like scary to other people, but no one else. And there's a Amazon Alexa speaking <laughs> in the background. Uh, one time when I came over, Mooka decided to chew my shoe while I was gone. Um... So I lost a pair of shoes. We love her, though. Alexa, shut up. Excuse me. <laughs> she didn't find her own device. That's sad. <sighs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> um, so Chatty what are your views on uh, testing cosmetics on animals, and should those be treated differently from lab testing? Yeah, that's awful. There's no reason to test on animals. Um, you can test on humans. Test on yourself. Yeah. Test on willing subjects. Don't test on animals. There's absolutely no reason to. They cannot consent to it. True. True. I don't know. There's people who like like willingly go into drug tests. So why not willingly let people go into cosmetic tests? I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't right. see the purpose of testing on little animals. That is that is that should be that that be different from like lab testing if it's like you know, uh, lab rats getting tested for, like, vaccines and and things of that nature? That's an interesting question. It's not really something that I've thought too heavily about in terms of, like, testing vaccines. Um, If you're testing a vaccine for a rat, I can see why. Uh, But you're, you're creating vaccinations for humans, right? So... Right. As much as a rat and an animal can show you what might happen, it can never show you what will happen. Because we we process things differently than animals do. Um, I mean, we are animals, but we process things differently than other animals do, other mammals do. So I, I, I don't really see the point. I don't know how you could look at a little rat and just inject it with something, not knowing what's going to happen to it. I don't know. Hmm. I couldn't. <laughs> 
It's funny because on, on the topic of lab testing, the reason they used guinea pigs so much was because they have, uh, they tried like vitamin C testing on guinea pigs because they have the closest vitamin C to humans. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with that. No, no animal is going to have the exact same reaction right. as a human would. Also, guinea pigs, uh really suck at keeping vitamin c in their system so often you have to dose them with vitamin c yeah well that's kind of why they did it is because yeah uh guinea pigs actually got scurvy which is how they figured found out that humans get scurvy is from guinea pigs because they're the one of the only animals along with us that doesn't create natural vitamin c little sad boys (laughs) that's something i had no clue about so yeah uh, Congratulations to... on knowing things, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. That's yeah. why I retained the information. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So a little bit lighter question. Um, <laughs> what What is the best and worst things about working at Pet Store? Um, the best things is I get to just kind of hang out with animals. Like I, I literally get paid to pet cats. Um, I used to open every weekend. Um and so one of my opening days I had to clean out like the cat habitats and it was really great because I got to just like sit and pet cats and wipe down their cages and they would like run in front of me and jump over me and it was adorable um uh one of the worst things is like you can't always prevent an animal death and it's really difficult because sometimes we get animals in that aren't doing too good um and and it's always really difficult uh, if communication isn't proper in any like pet store, like you never know. We're we're not trained vets. We can do as much as we can, but we're not trained vets. Um, so animal deaths happen all the time. Not all the time. That makes it sound like they happen frequently. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen an animal death in a while in our store. But I remember the first time I walked in to one of our hamsters uh, who had passed away and I cried and I walked into my manager and I talked to him about my frustrations and he's like I know it's really frustrating I know it's really difficult but these things happen you gotta toughen up and remember that you're doing this for them you know like we did everything we could Mm. it's always really hard I've I've gone home crying before a tough day wow natalie's over there my fiance <laughs> the live studio audience is oh. just crying <laughs> so. <laughs> so i'm i'm sorry for anyone watching that just started crying because sorry of that, that story rough to hear but yeah that is that's pretty tough. dead hamsters are very sad <laughs> it toughened me up but it still sucks every time <laughs> Uh, so the next thing I was going to ask is stories from working there, but now I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a really good one. One of my favorites. Um, I had a customer come in one time. It's like my favorite story to tell. I had a customer come in one time. Obviously, like I'm the fish person at work. I, I help people with fish. I'm the one who knows the most. Uh, so she walks in and she's not really sure why her fish died. Uh, and she tells me. Well, first off, she hasn't cleaned her tank in six months, which is a huge no-no. You should be doing weekly or bi-weekly water changes, preferably weekly. 
um, unless you have live plants. That's a different story. Um, but she hadn't cleaned her tank out in six months. Uh, and I asked her what happened, and she says that she pulled the fish out of the water, held it in her hand, saw that it was flopping around, and threw it in the trash. She thought something was wrong with it. <laughs> and I looked at her, and she looks at me, and she sees my face. And she goes, you're not going to sell me another fish, are you? And I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that is also really difficult to deal with. I have to hold my tongue sometimes because, like, I still got to keep up this customer service. I'm happy to help you, but, right, you know. So what? what's, like, one of the stupidest questions other than that um, that you've had someone ask you? People often ask me stuff like um, if I can put two fish together that obviously can't go together, like a cichlid and a really tiny small fish. Um People often try to put bettas in really, really small tanks, um, mason jars, bowls, stuff like that. And I'm like, you can't do that. And they're like, why? well, why do you sell them then? I'm like, we shouldn't. <laughs> uh, we do. <laughs> Don't buy it, though, because then we'll stop selling them. Or, or just like, you know, get a fish tank. Yeah. That's the other alternative here. Right. I, I always leave them. So our bowls are like $15. And then if you just go down a little bit further down the fish tank wall, you can get a three and a half gallon with a filter for 20 bucks. It's always on sale. There you go. Yeah. So moral of the story, don't try to put fish in mason jars. <laughs> right. I mean, you're kind of giving that fish a crappy life if you just... Yeah. Like, here, and, here's your fish bowl. Well, the thing that they always tell me, too, is they're like, well... I had a betta fish live that way. Sorry, they always say beta fish. It's a betta fish. They're like, I had a beta fish that lived that way for so long. He lived for six months or he lived for a year. I'm like, they can live for tons of years. Um, <laughs> and he wasn't happy. So even though he lived, like, you could technically live in a closet for your whole life, but are you going to be happy living in a closet your whole life? You're going to be happy pooping in that closet and then having to sit there with it just rotting? in the closet with you i know that's gross and morbid but it's true that's what happens they have to sit there and not only do they have to sit there with it rotting but they also have to breathe it in because mm. mm. it just rots in the water that they're sitting in what a way to put that clean your fish tank wow it's gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah clean your toilet bowl it's gross yeah really really <laughs> yeah I'm, i need to do that more often <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, and a little bit moving away from, uh, pet store, what, what kind of sparked your interest in the arts and what keeps you coming back for more? I've always loved the arts. Um, I think one thing that keeps me coming back for more is it's one of the few things that really keeps me happy and motivated. Um, I like really creating things. Um, I don't know. It's, it's always nice to see something that I put so much work into see how it affects people because nothing affects people like art does absolutely nothing nothing affects people like music and art um you can create diagrams and statistics and they'll be really beneficial and you can do math and i mean you can be a doctor and that's really awesome but nothing affects people emotionally like art does nothing latches onto you 
I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've just sat and listened to a piece of music or sat and looked at a piece of art and, I don't know, just, like, envelop it around me. It's it's wonderful. And I think that's something that, that art and art alone has, sp- specifically theater, because, like, with theater, it, it's live, always. Um, there's no other option. Uh, you can have a movie, but that's not theater. Theater is always live. Mm. It is always changing, and it is never the same. And you can only see it once. And that's what is so special about it. Because you sit there watching, knowing no one is ever going to see this show the way you are. No one. Because no one is going to be in your seat at that time, seeing this specific show, the way that the actors acted, and all the little things that they messed up on. No one. It doesn't matter if it's recorded even, because no one's going to experience the same way that you did sitting in that theater. And that's what is so special about theater. And that is what's so special about art in general. Yeah, that's one thing we were talking about um, in the last podcast we recorded was how different live shows when Mm. you play music are from recording in the studio. Yeah. Um, Even this podcast right now, we've got three people in the room (laughs) and it's changing the dynamic of what we're doing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So yeah, having having live shows, it's been really tough with COVID um, not having that kind of medium to go to. Some of us feel it more than others. Um, But yeah, it's, it's been really tough. And I hope that the world becomes not so crazy in the in the near future, so we can get that get back. healthy. Yeah. yeah. Don't die. Don't <laughs> yeah, die. but don't die. Don't die. That's friends. important. Wear masks. You're if, welcome. If you can. Those are my two cents. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay. So, what what's um. I, I know you like indie bands, so what's one of your favorite indie bands? Superhumanoids. They aren't really known. Uh, they're a band in LA. They stopped being a band in 2015, but check them out. Listen to all of Exhibitionists. Um, fun fact, one of their songs on there, uh, the music video. Now, it's never been explicitly stated that this is what this music video is about. So Sarah Sharonoff, if you're watching this, first off, hi. Second off, I really love your work. Third, I understand that this is probably not what the song is about, but this is what the song means to me, and that's what makes it so special. Anyway, <laughs> there's a song called So Strange. Uh, and in the music video, this man hires a prostitute because um, his wife is paralyzed. Uh, and she's laying in bed next to him. And he's looking her in the eyes while fucking a prostitute. And he's saying to her, please come back to me. And that shit is fucking insane. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on this, but that shit is insane. That's fine. We'll have the little E icon on Spotify. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm I'm continually making Natalie cry. <laughs> <laughs> Superhumanoid. Uh, so that's gonna be our recommendation at the end of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, our recommendation is buy a prostitute if your wife is paralyzed. <laughs> uh, not exactly. <laughs> so Strange by Superhumanoids oh from Exhibitionists. My favorite right. song on that album is See It All, though. That's a really good song. I'm going to get song lyrics tattooed from that song. Sweet. 
All right. <laughs> so, um, uh, what is the best compliment you have ever received? Oh my gosh, that's. Oh, oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know right off the top of my head. That's okay. We have time. <laughs> I really liked what Natalie sent me the other day. Wait, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I've been showing multiple people those messages because I think they're adorable. <laughs> Natalie messaged me and, and wanted me to just bring her some soda because she needed caffeine. And so here's the conversation. I will read it. Uh, she says, hey, what are you doing? LMAO, question mark, question mark. I said, at Moira, LOLY, question mark. She said, are you coming back in this direction? Dot, 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 question mark, question mark, question mark. I said, at some point, we were considering going to Live Oak, which is a coffee shop around here. She said, LMAO, I'm at dance and I'm crashing and I can't leave my 10-year-old to get pop, LMAO. I said, oh, yeah, I'll bring you something. She said, oh, my God, you're amazing. I love you and you are beautiful. <laughs> I said, Mountain Dew. She said, yes, please, you're amazing, 10 out of 10. <laughs> well, that was a good one, too. <laughs> there are a lot of LMAOs in there. I love Natalie's compliments. <laughs> pretty solid all right so we're back we're back into the animal kingdom what do you think about sea world <clears throat> oh no oh no next question <laughs> i hate sea world i despise them um do some research yourself i i will tell you now uh there is no reason for big ocean creatures to be in such a small tank um but do some research on sea world's practices they're disgusting stop going to sea world fuck sea world instead of going to sea world you should like see the world oh i love that <laughs> also just go to the ocean yeah, i don't know if you have go... enough money to go to sea world go on a cruise yeah. go to the ocean right just watch some whales or something just, yeah know. literally go, go whale, whale watching, watching. Yeah, like exactly. that's just a thing that you can do for the day take right. a day trip whale mm -hmm. watching don't go to sea world see them in their natural environment it is crazy insane it is so beautiful anyway <laughs> so is uh is sea world different in their practices than just like regular national zoos yeah um sea world has gotten a lot of lawsuits against them um let me we're gonna pull up some facts i am we're educating y'all it's the first time i said y'all in like a year so sea world yes, had to pay 65 sorry no to pay as of february 11th 2020 SeaWorld to pay $65 million settlement to investors over impact of Blackfish, uh, which was a documentary. The theme park was accused of lying to investors about the impact the film had on its finances. This is by Sophie Lewis from CBS News. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you for speaking out against SeaWorld. The proposed settlement... Still needs to be approved in court, but it requires SeaWorld to pay $65 million for alleged violations of the Securities Exchange Act of 1934, along with the cost of administration and legal fees and expenses. Basically, SeaWorld sucks. So, <laughs> um, it, it just, like, keeps animals in captivity for no reason. Uh, I'm not a big fan of zoos either, to be honest and to be fair. Um, yes. Wait. Yes. Natalie has a question. So, what about, like, 
So a lot of aquatic research facilities actually have huge tanks for their creatures um, and take really good care of their creatures. The nice thing about fish is they're really difficult to care for, especially the ones that they're going to be want to they're going to want to research. Um, so you have to have them in very specific environments, specific amount of saline. You have to keep the water really clean. They have to have a specific amount of space. They have to be with specific creatures. So the nice thing about fish is you don't have a big window or you will kill your fish. But with a lot of land creatures or um, air-breathing creatures, so like orca whales, it's less easy to kill them. Um, and, and a lot of places give them the bare minimum um, or the bare minimum that the public will let them, you know? Um, so the nice thing about aquariums is often they're actually really good at caring for their fish. Now, of course, there are going to be exceptions, um, but that's also why I started getting into fish keeping because fish keeping is all about creating an ecosystem and creating the best environment for the creatures that you're taking care of. And that's something that I'm really passionate about is creating ecosystems so we can say that what sea world does is essentially taking a penguin and sticking it in your backyard and saying survive pretty much yeah not even your backyard like it's it's smaller than that it's like sticking a penguin in a kiddie pool so you're sticking a penguin in your refrigerator saying hey it's going to be cold so you'll survive right it's like it's the middle of summer and you've got a kiddie pool in your backyard and you took all the ice out of your freezer and just let it float in mm. the kiddie pool and you yeah. stuck a penguin in it and you're like, have fun, buddy. Oh, boy. Bye. <laughs> so that's SeaWorld for That's That's my fish. opinion on SeaWorld. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of talking about SeaWorld now, I want to talk about <laughs> the actual sea. Um, so a lot of people on Facebook, I've seen these posts, you know, with the trash um, with like animals stuck in the, you know, pop, uh, holder things and, and all this stuff. And, and a lot of people are like, ah, oh, that's fake or, or, um, it doesn't are, really are matter. Are people saying it's fake? Yeah. People what? are saying it's fake. Um, so <laughs> yeah, Nemo my, my question, time, let me fake. read it verbatim. So I don't say the wrong thing. <laughs> um, so the question in full is many people claim that ocean pollution is exaggerated on social media, not necessarily fake, but at least exaggerated. Do you think that this is, has any truth to it? And if not, are we simply just desensitized to the fact that it's happening? Yeah, you're absolutely desensitized to the fact that it's happening. I mean, like it is not, overblown on social media in fact in my opinion it's it's not talked about enough um it's not even just that it's not talked about enough it's that people talk about it and then they do nothing past that they don't donate they don't go and clean up the environment around them and don't try and partake in cleaning up the ocean right so yeah that's the next thing i was going to kind of ask is like what can we do as individuals to stop it and can we actually make a difference um compared to like because there's i was doing a little bit of research um some some people say that like you know the government and and big companies are the only reason that we're having pollution and other people say well we can actually make a difference as individuals so what do you think it's mostly big companies um 
every so so think about it um as like a butterfly effect we start pushing bigger companies we start doing things on our level i mean like if you if you try to tell people well don't do that because one person isn't going to change anything i can change things by me not only using less single-use plastics and um recycling and taking care of the environment around me picking things up not only am i doing that but i'm pushing my friends to do that too i'm spreading awareness and those people start doing those things and it's a chain reaction so it's not just one person that's deciding to suddenly care about the environment it's it's a chain reaction and and eventually i really hope that we get to a point where a lot of people really care um, and there's more people out there that care than don't um in terms of bigger companies that's something that i don't know if on an individual level we can really change that's something that those companies have to we have to push them though boycotting companies is definitely a start telling companies that we're not going to stand for it we're not going to pay for your product you're going to lose tons of business you're going to lose tons of money that's what's going to hit them. That's what's going to hurt them. Because companies don't care about people. They care about money. Yeah. We're getting Hello. snaps. <laughs> so. Nice. Anyways. Um, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good take on that. I agree. All right. So the question is, if there was one message that you could tell the entire world, like literally there was a giant screen of your face on uh, in the sky and everyone could hear you but only for like one sentence or one one message what would you say quick question before we uh, continue are they going to listen to me or are they just going to hear what i say and move on they're going to hear what you have to say but they have the the ability to choose not to listen and, and they'll like do what you say Okay. Animals' lives matter as much as people, and you have no right to say otherwise. Holla. Mic drop. I was just going to say fuck SeaWorld, but... (laughs) You know, that too. Fuck SeaWorld. That's like the the whisper. (laughs) Animals' lives matter. Fuck SeaWorld. (laughs) Just like right after. Just like add that one extra little thing. All right, so so our quote of the day from Mac is, we can do the recommendation first. The recommendation was Superhumanoids. Yeah. Um, the band. I don't remember the specific song. See, uh, no, uh, So Strange by Superhumanoids. So go find them. I will definitely be listening to that song now because it sounds... Like something that I would listen to. Sounds eccentric. It's it is. I can play a little bit. I know we probably can't have it on the podcast because of copyright, but you can I can play a little bit for you guys. Are we ready for my quote? Make sure to remember every person and place has a right to exist. It's true for you too. The entire world as a whole is your home. That is by Ginkgo from Mushishi. It is a great anime. You should definitely watch it. I like anime. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's a really relaxing it's a po- anime. It reminds me of the Dr. Seuss. Uh, every person's a person, no matter how small. 
Yeah. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. This was my senior quote. I can. I have a brain. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Anime is very good. Every person is a person, no matter how small. Well, thank you, Mac, for coming and um, talking about things with us. Thanks for having uh, me. We will move the podcast into the debrief section with just Ty and I, and uh, yeah. So appreciate having you. Goodbye, friends. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please email us at notomatoesband at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at notomatoes101. Have a great day, guys.